Hey, this is Ashley. Hey, this is Marcy. And this is School and Life, a weekly podcast about life, love, and occasionally libations. Make sure you check out our website at schoolandlifepod.com. That's S-C-H-O-L-I-N lifepod.com. There you can see bios of Marcy and I, read the School and Life blog, as well as check out episode notes on the website. Again, that's S-C-H-O-L-I-N LifePod. So this week in Mentoring Moment, I'm going to share with you everything that you're missing out on by not being in your career area of impact. And what do I mean by career area of impact? So like a year ago, I really moved away from the term dream job because I just don't think it's accurate for the modern professional woman. Um, We have so many dreams, (laughs) so many goals for ourselves. We um, are big dreamers and we're achieving our goals and um, dreaming new dreams all the time. And so I really don't feel like dream job or this idea that there's some specific destination that you should be trying to get to um, is accurate for the professional woman of today. Uh, Moreover, what I've learned from my mentees is that they're really seeking impact, not a destination or to arrive at some place, but to have a continuous journey that feels like they're moving and growing and developing in a real and meaningful way. And this is what a career area of impact is. Your career area of impact is where your credentials, your skills, your passion, and your purpose are aligned with specific industries, jobs, and functional areas. And when you're operating in your career area of impact, your work is valued, you're no longer overworked and underpaid, and you're able to leave a lasting impression on the people that you serve. Your career area of impact is where your credentials, your skills, your passion, and your purpose are aligned. And that is the goal. Not some final destination, but where there's alignment and congruency, where things feel connected and you feel a sense of peace and ease in your work. And what I've learned is that because so many women are operating outside of their career area of impact or outside of the area where they can have the most influence, they're missing out on so many things. And so I wanted to talk through some of the things that, you know, before working with me, my mentees are missing out on, some of the things that I've missed out on when I've been working outside of my career area of impact, and maybe some of the things that you've been missing out on as well. Let me know if any of this resonates. So you have been trying to work out on your own for forever. You have bought all these cute uh, workout pants. You downloaded, you know, um, some great fitness app and you are just letting the time tick by. You feel like you don't have time to work out because you're exhausted at the end of the day. And the thought of moving one more part of your body um, is just as exhausting as the workout would be. And so you're not doing it. Um, You're missing out on watching your shows uninterrupted. Um, You know, we have a segment called TVT on this show because Marcy and I are serial uh, TVers, binge watchers, if you will. And because you're so burnt out at work, because you feel um, less than valued at work, you really aren't able to like watch TV and binge watch your favorite YouTuber and just like connect with things that you love um, on TV or the silver screen um, uninterrupted because you're always, you know, anxious and nervous about work um, and fearful that if you're not eternally connected to your work email, um, you know, something bad is going to happen. One of the ones that I really love to think about is um, finally using the fancy cookbook on your counter. 
Um, I know so many women who bought cravings from Chrissy Teigen and have yet to use this cookbook because <laughs> it's sitting on their counter and they just don't like the thought of like going in the grocery store and getting all of these ingredients and then sitting there and putting them all together and then having to feed yourself is a task. Um, you know, finally being able to like have time in your day um, and working in a career that brings some ease to your life so you can finally use the fancy cookbook on your counter um, is one that I think um, resonates with me and I know so many of my mentees. And the final one that I wanna talk about is sex and intimacy. Um, I know throughout um, my life that sex and intimacy are most special and happen most frequently when I'm happy and feel fulfilled in other areas of my life. It is so hard to focus on having an orgasm when you are sad, depressed, anxious, lonely, um, and disconnected at work. And so whether it's sex, watching your shows uninterrupted, FaceTiming your grandma, washing your hair guilt-free, finally using the cookbook on your counter or working out, these are things that you could be missing out on when you're not working in your career area of impact. And there may be others. Um, and so I just want to encourage you that there are other options available, like being exhausted at work and feeling disconnected, not making enough money, not feeling like your work is valued, um, is not the norm. It doesn't have to be that way. There are other alternatives and there are things that you're missing out on because you, um, are outside of your career area of impact. So I just invite you um, to think about um, the things that you're missing out on. And if you are ready to move from where you are to where you wanna be and get to the things that you want to be doing um, while um, finding some harmony in your career development, I'm accepting new mentees. The first step in working with me is scheduling your mentor moment at mentor-me.org. That's a free 20 minute mentoring session. It gives me an opportunity to better understand what the most pressing issues are facing your career and start to develop a roadmap um, to really help you make more money and have more impact in your career. Again, you can go to mentor-me.org um, and schedule your mentor moment. And I look forward to mentoring you. So next up is I Digress. And this week, Marcy and I are working on a Spotify-ish wrap-up. Uh, we love this time of the year because um, even though I am a um, iTunes podcast and music listener, for the most part, Spotify has the cutest wrap up um, about what their um, users listen to, what they binge watch, uh, what they share, um, and people share it all over social. And shout out to those of you who had a School and Life podcast and your Spotify is wrap up and shared it with us on social. We love that. And we love y'all. <laughs> so we thought that we would do a Spotify-ish wrap up and talk a little bit about um, what we binged this year, what advice we took and what advice we didn't, and the things that have been transformational for us in 2020. Um, so first question um, is, what did you spend the most money on this year? And for sure, it was my house. I bought a new couch, new picture frames, a new lamp, uh, just finished getting the Christmas tree and all of those decorations. Oh my gosh, pine cones are everywhere all over my house, but it's beautiful. Um, and yeah, I spent a ton of money on my home and I'm so glad I did because like I literally haven't left the house this year uh, for real, for real. And I'm not mad about that. Like I, <laughs> I've made this my sanctuary. Um, it's so cozy. Um, it feels so comfortable. 
Um, and it has so many of the elements that I really want in a home. Um, and I'm just so grateful to have a space that feels safe and warm and inviting. Um, and so, yeah, that's definitely the thing that I have spent the most money on this year. Marcy, what about you? What did you spend the most money on this year? I first thought I'm pretty sure it's food. I did a horrible job of really try, trying to track my money this year because I was just like, it's 2020. I don't care. Um, but I'm pretty sure that the receipts would show that we spent so much money eating this year. And even just, not even just the eating part, but also like not going out to places. So using food deliveries and things of that nature. So like the expenditures associated with eating definitely is where my most, most of my money went to. Um, but similar to what you talked about, like this is probably honestly where most of my money went to, but the most useful thing that I paid for this year was a renovation to my office space. Um, and that was tons of money. So we put in new floors, we put up a new wall, we got all this new furniture just to deck out this new space. And it has changed the way that I show up and the way that I'm able to function and just be present. Like I was sitting in a, a spare bedroom on, working off of like a TV dinner table and looking at a bunch of mess in the space. And that really does impact like how you feel, how you show up and who, how much time you want to be in a place like that. So that really was um, probably the most useful thing that I spent money on this year, for sure. What was the most useful thing you bought this year? Oh, I bought a lot of things. Um, the most useful, probably the most useful thing that um, I bought this year was hmm, maybe like I didn't travel much this year, but I did um, just do a little bit of traveling um, to visit a girlfriend in Atlanta, actually, um, around Labor Day. Um, and I've also bought like um, a couple flights home to, um, to visit family and my little sister had a baby shower. And so I guess the most useful thing um, that I bought this year was, were flights. Um, you know, this year has been so isolating and it's been so... Um, lonely you know to not be able to connect with your people and so um like the the limited and few times that I have been able to do that I'm really grateful for um and it felt so useful to connect and to be around people I love and to just hold them um you know even if we had to wear our masks while we were doing it <laughs> and just be able to make those connections um has been really beautiful that's definitely the the thing that was most useful this year but the most useless thing that I bought oh my gosh the number of socks that I have bought this year that I cannot find like I just can never find a pair of matching socks I swear to you it's like they disappear into thin air like I'm I feel like I buy a new pair of socks every time I go to Target and we won't even need to talk about the number of times that I've been to Target this year. Um, and that feels like really useless and annoying. And honestly, you know, some of my like, like I had, <laughs> well, I didn't buy it, but um, in February, somebody bought me um, a facial gift certificate to which I have not been able to use because I cannot get a facial. And so it's probably the most useless thing they bought, but I'm like holding onto this gift card, calling the salon every every month, like y'all still gonna honor this next year. <laughs> Cause I can't get a facial until then. Um, so yeah, that's probably the, use, the most useless thing that I have. I didn't buy it, but I'm so mad that I can't use it. Um, what about you, Marcy? What's the most useless thing you bought this year? That is difficult because I don't think that I've really bought anything 
this year that was useless. But I do think that the things that I have purchased that I have not used <laughs> are not even purchased. Like they were mostly free, but just like signing up for webinars and thinking that I'm going to watch them later. Like, obviously I didn't attend any of them in the moment um, because why would you <laughs> do something like that? But then also they were free and I just never watched them again. And so there's this like image that I have in my mind that I'm going to go back later and watch them and wonder if they're still available. <laughs> they're probably not. But in my mind, I really do think that. Anyway, I'm sure they were great information, but I do feel like I missed out. I just did not use these things that I signed up for and they keep sending me emails about. Um, I guess this year too, complaining about things. Um, I think if there was anything that I complained a lot this year, or complained about a lot this year was the lack of grace being given to people um, or just the lack of grace people have and just the lack of consideration. And so this idea that like, we're all going through a pandemic, we're all going through difficult times right now, whether you believe in it or not, like whatever your belief system around it is that this global thing impacted everyone but that there are still people out in the world who just found the time to be mean or found the time to be inconsiderate or found the time to like not really care about what was happening or how people might be feeling. And so I think I complained a lot just about how I wish that people would have offered more grace and would have been more kind and more compassionate during this time. And the disappointment that even as we all struggle collectively, we weren't able to like, and not, I wouldn't say that this is the majority, but I feel like a lot of people were not able to just come around to this idea that we need to care and support one another more. And so I think that if there was anything I complained about this year, it would definitely have been that. Um, what did you complain the most about this year? Racism and anti-maskers. Because <laughs> that was the only thing to complain about. <laughs> like I, every time I see somebody with a mask below their nose, I want to scream. It like I want to scream. It's like like watching like it's like watching toddlers. Like girl, like we like you were you learned how to put on a mask in in infancy. Like <laughs> we've been do, we've been at this all year. Put it on right. Drives me crazy. Um, but something that silently makes me smile um, is uh, we did it, Joe. We did it. <laughs> Every time I think about her, I think about that video and it just brings so much joy to my face um also when he ran out on that stage <laughs> the shade <laughs> the shade when I tell you he had a bounce a pip <laughs> glory that was good that was good for me I enjoyed that what about you Marcy like what's something that like despite the complaints like what's something that just like silently makes you just just makes you smile Something that silently makes me smile or that recently made me smile was all of the people posting their babies on social media, like around Halloween time and just the different holidays, like going to pumpkin patches and getting them all dressed up. And even some of the people dressing their kids up like Kamala after she got that after the election, just seeing little kids on my timelines 
it's so adorable and it just brings up a different little feeling um yeah so that that does that silently makes me smile and I love to just tell people how cute their kids are um, because I know that that also brings some joy to their lives because you know mamas thinks that their babies are just the cutest little babies ever so yes that is definitely something that silently makes me smile um what I read this year that was transformative so I took a little hiatus from <laughs> reading this year mostly I was definitely not in a space to try new things because I didn't want to have another disappointment in life um and so probably the thing that was most transformative in reading this year was just going back and reviewing the Bible and some of the devotionals that I've read in the past and just reflecting on how those things feel very different in a different headspace and at a different time. So like you can read one thing when life is great and things are normal and things feel okay and then read it again and in a different setting and it feels very different. And so while it wasn't new information, I think that just reminding myself of old values and of old readings was also just transformative in a way. Um, what did you read this year that was transformative? Glennon Doyle's Untamed um, was just so good, so transformative. I recommend it for literally everyone. Um, Profit First by Mark, I think it's Mark Makowski or something like that. Um, you know, my business grew 1,453% this year in profit. <laughs> um, and, and that sounds impressive. It's only because I literally made no money last year. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, like I didn't know how to manage the influx of money, the influx of um, you know business income. And so like getting a handle on that was just transformative and it's changed the way that I um, think about money and think about my business finances. So definitely things that have transformed like the way that I think about money and the way that I manage my money in my business. And um, both were like really transformative in like different ways and for different reasons. And, but I'm so glad I read both of them. Um, and I think that one piece of advice that I didn't take this year that I'm just so grateful that I did it. Um, and I talked about this in my Instagram stories the other day, but I hired an interior designer. I want to say like maybe, um, May, June. And like, everybody was telling me not to do it. Like, girl, we're in the middle of the pandemic. What if you lose your job? Like, how can you afford that? Like, just get on Pinterest and DIY it, blah, 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 blah. But I'm so glad that I didn't do that. Um, hiring an interior designer helped me connect with an expert who is good at what they do, who know what they're doing and can provide me with some guidance and feedback, um, to really design my home in the way that, um, I desire to make sure that the flow and all of that um, is good and feels good. And I'm so, 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 so glad I did that um, because I just love the space. Like I talked about at the top, like what did I spend the most money on my house? But I'm so glad that I did because I'm always here. And um, it's just great to be in a space that I really love and that really feels like cozy and feels like home and all that jazz. So, um, so yeah, so I definitely did not listen to that advice and I'm glad that I didn't. Um, and not that it was even bad advice, but just that like, um, I'm glad that I listened to my first mind and trusted myself to make that kind of investment in my home because it's definitely paid off. Uh, so help us digress, Marcy. What advice did you not take this year? The advice that I didn't take this year, actually it's two parts and kind of 
they kind of contradict one another, I guess. One of them is that I should play it safe and that I should reconsider stepping out on faith and starting a business in the middle of a pandemic. So that is one that I'm super grateful that I did not take. But the other one (laughs) that I also did not take, which might seem like it isn't something that I didn't take, whatever, um, is to not like spend this pandemic trying to be busy and trying to do and trying to start a business, quote unquote. I feel like a lot of at the beginning of the pandemic, there was a lot of conversation around like, if you don't come out of this pandemic with a new business or a new hobby or a new talent or a new something, then you didn't use the pandemic effectively. And while I did not take that advice because this business was birthed way before the pandemic even existed, that's definitely something that I've been mindful of is like, just because I'm working from home, just because we are, our lives have slowed down a little bit, that has not caused me to go out and want to do a million thousand different things during this season, but it's actually been an invitation to slow down. So I'm really thankful that I didn't give into the pressure of you have this new thing, this new time. And so you have to use it because it wouldn't have been worth it in the end. Yeah, I love that. And, and you know, it is kind of contradictory, but it's kind of like, it's more about focus. It's not that you, you didn't do all the things you did one thing. Um, and so in terms of giving advice, maybe that is like, as you reflect on your Spotify-ish recap, maybe you can be thinking about like, you know, we get always get, we all get advice all of the time. Um, and like, what can, like not disregarding all of it, but what can you take from it that, um, you can use and maybe disregarding the rest and we digress. So next up is All Black Everything. Marcy, what do you have for us this week? So this week in All Black Everything, since it is December and it is the time to be jolly and buy gifts for people, I just wanted to shout out some Black-owned businesses. And one in particular is called Herb and Eden. It is a all-natural, plant-based, handcrafted self-care store. Essentially, they sell soaps and body butters and face washes and natural deodorant, all made from natural products. So we are talking things like tea tree and turmeric, activated charcoal, oatmeal and honey, lemongrass and patchouli, um, citrus, hemp, neem, and chlorella, like some of these things, I don't even actually know what they are. However, <laughs> they are putting these in these body bars and in these face washes and these soaps and these whipped um, body butters, and they make your body feel so amazing. They're wonderful for sensitive skin. Um, they essentially, it's a, it's a Black couple who created the company. And you can follow them on Facebook. You can follow them on Instagram. It's all Herb, H-E-R-B, the letter N, Eden, E-D-E-N. And they are really amazing. Um, They're super sweet and super kind. But also they've been really intentional in terms of thinking about what we're putting on our body. Like we talk a lot about what we put in our body. You know, veganism is a whole movement and all of that plant-based is a whole movement, but we tend to still put all these chemicals and things on our bodies. And so they are really trying to be intentional about what are the things that we're also putting on our skin, on our bodies. Um, They recently opened a brick and mortar storefront and they actually make all of the items on their own. So they have like a big industrial size warehouse garage space area they plant all the things they pull them up make the products pour cut 
put the paper on, like all the things, they just do everything. And so I am really just excited to support them. Um, they do have online offers, but because they make everything, you may have to experience a little wait time to get the thing. So make sure y'all go ahead. You're listening to this on the 10th. If you go ahead and order it now, you should be able to get it in time for Christmas, but send all of your friends and family some good, healthy, natural plant-based items to put on their bodies for the holidays. I love that, Marcy. And shout out to the do everything yourself uh, entrepreneurs. Like that is not me and it's not Marcy either. But, you know, sometimes when you're early in that business, like that's where you're at. Um, And so like, shout out to y'all. Y'all are doing it. I hope my prayer, my earnest prayer is that you reap every benefit um, that you desire this holiday. And um, while we're shouting out Black businesses, I want to shout out um, Cheer Notes. It's a business, Black business that I found through the Epsilon Sigma Omega uh, chapter of Alpha Kappa Alpha. Um, they have, and I'm a member of that chapter and, um, we had a virtual black business expo and they were one of the businesses featured. They have the cutest greeting cards, um, for holiday and they do Christmas cards as well. Birthday, thinking of you, um, the business is black owned and, um, all, all the artists of the cards are black owned as well. So I definitely encourage you to check out cheer notes. That's C H E E R N O T E S. They're on Instagram. Um, and they also have a website where you can purchase, uh, one of the things I will share with you about them is that the delivery was so fast. I promise y'all like 48 hours, I had my cards and like, that's not common as Marcy talked about for some small black businesses, because they have to make everything and create everything, but the shipping and the delivery and the customer service was exceptional. So definitely encourage you to check them out. I'm not so glad that we can use our platform, Marcy, to share and highlight these black businesses. So that's truly all black everything. So next up is TVT and Marcy is taking over this week. She's talking um, all things TV and I'll chime in where, uh, where I can add value. Marcy, take it away. Yes, I actually spent a little bit of time during the Thanksgiving holiday watching some television and I watched two shows. So one, and I think a lot of people actually watch this show is The Crown. I didn't get very far (laughs) because the crown is an hour-long episode on netflix but it really does run through the life of the monarchy in england and um it it basically tells the story of queen elizabeth's life and i'm only in the very beginning episode so this is still a lot of the background history i am under the impression that there's a lot of drama that's going to start happening so like princess diana was a big piece of our current events during when we were growing up. So they eventually get to talking about her. But right now it's just interesting to look and see from a different side of um, like government and how countries are run and all of those things and all the things that happen that they reference America, but is not centralized and focused on America. So that's interesting to just watch it from and see a different perspective. So I've been watching that. Have you watched The Crown, Ashley? No, I haven't, but I am a big Princess Di fan, so um, I might get into it. I am presently binge watching Jane the Virgin and Army Wives, so you know my queue is kind of full because you know both of those um, shows have like six seasons and they're all bingeable because they're not playing live now. So, um, but I'll probably get into it, uh, like especially around the holidays when I have more time off. Yeah, I will say it is a slow burn. So like, don't go into it expecting to be captivated and have like cliffhangers and all that at the end of every episode. It is not that, but it has a little 
white folk, rich folk drama TV in there. So I enjoy it for what it is. And then the other show that we stumbled upon um, was Kim's Convenience. And this is a show that is based in Canada about Korean immigrants and, and some of the like typical banter that we hear about like Korean parents that have immigrated to the States or have immigrated over to the Americas and their children who were born here and are kind of like raised in a different kind of culture and the adjustment that is made in that space. Um, there is a, a child that has been disowned from the family, from the father, and the mom is still trying to make the relationship work. The sister still has a relationship, but there's still the conflict between the dad and all of the foolishness that ensues from there. It is a comedy and it's not very stereotypical, but it actually speaks to a more authentic archetype of what happens in those um, relationships and in those dynamics. And so I really just appreciated some of the authenticity that is shown there that doesn't feel cringy or doesn't feel like, um, like it's not really representative of the culture. And I also appreciate, again, things that are not centered in America, things that are not centered in the United States of America um, and that give just different perspectives. We've talked on the show many of times about representation, about seeing other stories and other voices be shared on TV. And I just love seeing that we have a Korean culture, a Korean family that is not in America, in the United States of America being shown on television as well. So I have been enjoying it. It has been giving me a good laugh and a good entertainment. And actually, I know that you are familiar. So tell us about your experience of watching Kim's Convenience. Yeah, I just love the show. It's so good. And I do, I love seeing um, different cultures, different um, family dynamics, different ways of engagement um, on uh, TV. I love that it's set in Canada. And I, I don't know a lot about the Korean culture in Canada, but I love that, um, that it's displayed on TV in this way. I love kimchi. I think he's freaking hilarious. And the way his character evolves throughout the show, I think um, folks will get a good laugh out of. Um, and I definitely, um, I think I've watched all the seasons of the show. Um, and the show does just a really good job of uh, addressing like the most pressing, like, issues facing you know any family um in any time period and the arc I think is really good lots of like good funny moments good tensions um plays on work dynamics um it just feels really authentic in a way that like I love the I love when tv does that when it feels really authentic so definitely watch Kim's Convenience it's a short um funny burst of like energy for your tv viewing pleasure um for sure anything else you want to add Nope, that's it. I think what I appreciated about Kim's Convenience is that it was only 20 minutes. And so I could just watch it in little spurts and we could get like three in an hour. That is my preference for binge watching TV. But no, definitely as we are approaching these holidays and you have a little bit of time, check out some of the TV things that are happening, especially on Netflix. Indeed. And that wraps up this week's episode of School on Life podcast. Remember to check out our website at schoolonlifepod.com and we will talk next week. School's out. Class dismissed.